Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. He's certified. Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader, I'm in Portland, Oregon. It is uh, Mother's Day Eve, going a little early. Uh, when you hear this, it, it will almost certainly be Mother's Day or post-Mother's Day. Uh, happy Mother's Day to... Uh, we've got one mom listening at least. Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Wow, your mom still and listens to this? Oh, my mom, yeah, she does. I... I don't call her enough, so I think it's how she like figures out that I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, Dan is still breathing. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Turns yep. it off after the first two minutes. I usually I get a text like, "Did you guys first? Did you pod this week? Second, are you okay? Because you didn't pod, so I'm not sure if you're okay. Are you good? Are you good this week? Yeah. Thanks, mom. Uh, happy Mother's Day, mom, and all the mothers out there. You are truly heroes. Those of us that are fathers in the last few years never knew, and now we do. Yeah, exactly. Truly very true. Very true. Keevan, you're about to find out. Uh, we've, we've got Keevan in the house in uh, not Shorewood, out to White, Whitefish Bay. Whitefish Bay. Bay. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm usually like really excited as a listener for the like Saturday night pods or the Sunday night pods where... Um, you guys have Monday off the next day and drinking is involved. So, um, it's, it feels it's pretty special. A little goofy. To, yeah. It feels pretty special to actually be on it. I mean, I'm, I get really excited to listen to it. And now that I get to be on it, like, wow, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing in more, in more than one way. <laughs> I was going to say you're post, uh, post bonfire right now. You should be primed for this. Oh yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to like listening to this a lot less. <laughs> uh and we got colin in the swamp it feels good to be here i mean keeve i will be on the plane uh right after this to come uh do some late night painting at your house don't worry i haven't forgot about you but uh we got to get it done so let's do this thing let's do it i i have a warm-up for you guys uh i was reach recently watching an mls game and somebody came up who'd been around for, I feel like forever and was turns out much younger than I thought he was or like would have guessed. And I thought, well, that's kind of fun. So I, I went through every MLS roster and picked out guys that like, I think all three of us have probably heard of, uh, and looked up their ages. Some of them are definitely like, Oh, you'd be off by a few years. Some of them are probably right on. So, you know, don't get too in your head on this game, but, I'm going to be just firing names at you guys and you're going to give me an age. And then I'm going to tell you <laughs> after, after you've each, uh, after you've each answered for 17 MLS players, <laughs> which of you on aggregate was farthest off. All right. Wait, so we do, is, we're not going to get, we're not going to get instant feedback. Is that what you're telling me? I'll give you instant feedback, but we're going to go, uh, I'm going to give Colin five and then I'm going to give Keevan five. Yeah. And then that'll be round one and we'll pause and I'll say, 
Colin, you've been off by a total of seven years. <laughs> Keevan, you've been off by a total of three years in those five guys. Keevan is winning. <laughs> so this is the, this is the state fair game, right? Where like you you either guess someone's age or their weight or whatever. So this all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna do one point for uh one point for if you could name the team they were on and then one point, but then I I started taking and notes and forgot to put team. Their weight. MLSsoccer.com and, gives weights. Yeah. Give I yeah. want their weight. I also want to do um their place of birth and then I want miles away from. So like we have to be like mm-hmm. Banfield, Argentina, and you're like, mm, sorry, that's actually pretty far away from Buenos Aires, where he's actually born. Uh, nice try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, oh, Colin, awful on this. here are f- five guys coming your way. Okay. God damn. Jorge Viafania. Uh, thirty. He is thirty-two. That's two points to you. Low score wins. This is golf. Bobby Wood. What's par? Uh, Ooh, par is. I feel like only uh, it's par is going to be seventeen. It's a year per guess. Oh god, that's tough. Wow. No I was going to no go like three, par. but sure. All yeah. right. No, all right. Three, all right. No, it's. I don't all think right. it should be. I mean, high. there's somebody out there right. who's uh, who can shoot par. It's not me and Keith drunk on a Saturday night. Um, I'm hoping. What I'm really hoping is I catch at least one of you like seven years off on one of these guys. Definitely that's possible. what I want. Oh, oh that'll happen. Like golf, like golf, there are going to be holes where you hit There's three in the one, water. Yep, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, Bobby Wood, I'll take 30, Bobby Wood. 34. Ah, that was pretty good. For me, he's 29. Oh, oh wow. No yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he might have been the pl- No, he just went to RSL, I think. He was yeah. not the player that came up. Uh, Steve, Colin is looking it up right now. He doesn't I literally am. Like, how is that possible? I, I What I want to know is how many years he's played professionally. Do you... Oh, so many. He came through when he was like 18. That's, he was like U.S. men's national team when he was 18. Really? God, I would yeah, not I think he scored in his first cap or something like that when he was, yeah, really young. Oh. Yeah. He never yeah. looked like he was 18 when he came through. You know what I mean? One yeah, of the classic yeah. U.S. like prospect, number nine, where it's like, oh, this is the guy. All right, he's going to do it. Absolutely. I guess. There there may be more of those wow. in this list because <laughs> they're all back in MLS. Wow. He's, he's not even like cl- – he's 29. He's not even like close to 30. It's not like he turns 30 tomorrow. He's a November birthday. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is going to take forever if we talk about everybody like this. Sorry. I'm sorry. I no, just, it's fine. It's hey. like golf. When you take an eight on a hole, you got to like a little bit just go, whew, all right, yeah. next hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Reset, reset. Yeah. Reset for Steven Birnbaum. Oh, again. That's a 31. Nailed it. See, that's Russell. how you do it. That, Keevan yeah. knows I'm good at golf. Yeah, Let's yeah go, you, get a, you get an eight, and then you turn around, and, and you get a birdie. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's well done. Russell Canous? Canous? Canous. He, he's, he's not that old. Um, 26. Wow, twenty six is right. Oh, yes. And for the I'm final, done. I'm done already. Round one. Latif Blessing. I have no idea. Twenty seven. Not bad. Twenty five. Okay, I'll take it. So that gives you a round one score of nine out of five guys. 
We'll absolutely <laughs> take it. We'll Man, take I it. I was like, I was banking on Leader just like in the all, clubhouse. like all older guys. Like, all right, I got to go thirty or above. But no, after that, I mean, there's a lot round. of that because I tried to when you're grabbing guys that like I feel like whoever shows up for this pod is gonna have heard of this guy. You need guys that have be been 18. around enough, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. It can't be like the guy coming out of Philadelphia that Colin knows, but nobody else does. Like, yeah. it's got to be someone that's been around well, the league a little bit. I don't, I don't know MLS all that well, so I'm at a disadvantage right here. But I beat you in golf a lot of times, Kevin. I'm game. I'm game. I'm game. I, a lot of these guys are like U.S. Men's National Team, like historically fringe players or something as well. So I, I'm hoping, Kevin, you know him, uh, right. Clint Irwin. Ooh, uh, 29. 33. Oh, All right. Keep it around that Thompson. three. Tommy Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Former governor of the Good state of Wisconsin. Former governor, yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. This is all Wisconsin pod, so I, maybe you're just throwing in a uh El, Elroy, here. Wisconsin's <laughs> finest, I believe. <laughs> uh, that's got to be 30. Ooh, 33. Way oh, too God. old. Way too old. Way too old. That is so good. He's twenty six. Oh, that's rough. That's a seven right there. Lovely stuff. You get yourself composed. Jackson Ewell. Oh, twenty two. Twenty five. Oh, okay. Keevan's all over the Perry map. Kitchen. Oh, I don't know this one. Perry Kitchen. Do you know him at all? Like you straight up don't know Perry Kitchen? I know. I only know Perry Kitchen from FIFA and signing. And- <laughs> so figure it out. You should know that. That's, yeah. that's the perfect source. Uh, uh, we're going to go 28. He's 30. It's the right. best one you've had. Yeah, all right. Uh, FIFA. Uh, FIFA. Rounding out round one, Stephen Betashore. I don't know this one either. 30, oh, oh, 33. He's 35. 33 is not right. a bad guess. He's old. I was surprised how old he was. Uh, Keevan, I'm scared to do the addition here. 18 on the first five. <laughs> All right. We're keeping Colin. it legal. <laughs> Carlos Gill. Heel. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he had a cre- he had a career in Spain before he came over. So, can't be too young. 31. He is 29. I'll take it. Marlon Hairston. Couldn't tell you anything about him, really, except that I feel like he's been around the league for a while. I know the name. 30. He's he's only 28. Shea Salinas. Oh, former Philadelphia Union Shea Salinas. Uh... Let's see. He played for the Union in like 2011. So the man is 34. He's 35. Ah, come on. Emerson Hindman. Oh, that, that player I know from FIFA. Definitely signed him in, in quite a few FIFA career modes. Yeah. yeah. Um, signed him from Rangers. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> He's got to be, but now he's got to be like 25. He's 26. Not a bad guess. Abu Danladi. I don't know. 
he he plays on the West Coast, and I don't give a fuck about him. Uh, uh, I think he plays in Minnesota, or did. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, West Conference, yeah. yeah. Um, just guess so I mean, I'm just being honest about these players. He's a Wisconsin boy, but he's been on the East Coast long enough. He doesn't give a shit about anything west of, like, Ohio. Well, it's just he's not in the Union's conference. Um, 28. 26. Another good round for Smith. Great round. All right in there. All right in there. Uh, 17. Better than the first round. Bobby Wood, bad first round. Yeah. All right, Keevan. Andy Nahar. (laughs) This is not a good game for Keevan. No, Mike right now loves this game. I'm just not. Yeah, these a, are all I don't DCU have, players. Yeah, I don't have an MLS team, so it's hard for me to uh, get on board for That's this. True. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. That yeah. does make it tough. You don't even pay attention to, like, yeah, some opposing team's roster. Yeah. Uh, 30. Right in the middle. Good guess. 29. All right. Here's one you know. Victor Wanyama. Thirty-one. Good guess. He's only thirty. I was surprised. Oh, Do you think of these oh, guys wow. that are like, yeah, he's uh, I don't know the 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 arc of his career is much older than thirty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Eric Zavaleta. Eric with a Q. Oh. Mm. Plays is international football for Honduras. Uh, I don't remember. 34. It's only 29. Oh. Michael Bradley. <laughs> 34. Wow. I thought he was older. You're right. 34. Well done. All right. Well done. Then this next one. And I randomized these, by the way, ahead of time. So uh, there's no... Could have gone either way, Colin. I'm not throwing uh, easy ones at him on purpose here. Omar Gonzalez. <laughs> uh. 35. He's 33. 33, wow. Yeah, yeah. I really thought I would have said Michael Bradley was 36. Uh, Total 27 right now after 10. So if par is three, Keevan, you're right in there. The second round, much, much better than the first for you. All right, getting better. A tough front nine, but the back nine, I'm... I'm, I'm. (laughs) Coming back. Uh, Colin, Julian Gressel. Oh. oh wow! I feel like he's a prime of career guy. I'll go twenty-eight. Wow, Colin's good at this game. Twenty-eight. Tim Parker. I don't know. He plays for Red Bulls. He's been around a bit, but I don't know if I started knowing about him when he was young or not. Um, twenty-seven. He's twenty-nine. I'll take it. Uh, I would have put him in like the old center back category. If I was guessing, I would have been like 33. I don't know. Uh, Eric Hurtado. Oh, God. <laughs> Give me some fucking Michael Bradley <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> you've got you've got a few a few easier ones coming up. 30. Uh, 31. Okay. Bobby Shuttlesworth. Ooh. That is a man who feels like he's been around. Uh, a, yeah. 32. It's 34. All right. Uh, Marco Farfan. 
Marco Farfan is not that old, I think. Uh, 28. He's 23. Only 23. Oh, wow. wow. A fiver. Love to see it. Uh, there are only two more for you, so we'll finish it off. Uh, Colin, Sebastian Blanco. Again, someone who plays on the West Coast and I don't give a fuck about. Um, 31. 34. Ooh, really? Yeah. Kai Kamara. Oh, that, 33. He is 37. No what? way. Yeah, dude is old. So on 17, uh, you were 34 off. Two. Okay. Two. There you go. Uh, That's under par. Keevan, you've got you've got seven <laughs> left, Keevan, uh, and you're at 27. So you've got uh, what is that? Six to burn on seven. We're looking uh, for something. <laughs> we're looking for something real special here. See Tiger Woods ask. All right. <laughs> uh, Will Trap. <laughs> uh, Will Trap. 32. 29. What? Uh, that leaves you with not very yeah, many. Yeah, Kellen Rowe. <laughs> He's gonna be thirty. Nailed it. Thirty. He is. Oh, all right. Rubio Rubin. Oh, Rubio Rubin. Thirty-three. Oof. Twenty-six. Oh, oh see ya. All right. See ya. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll run it here. Pris Belko. Oh, uh, I could. I couldn't even. I. I'm not even in a range for that one. Mid career. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have any idea except that. Uh, Twenty. Get text messages from Cliff about him. Twenty nine. All right. Mark Delgado. Thirty. Th- this is thirty. This is so tough if you don't follow MLS at all. Uh, Twenty six. Mark Anthony K. Oh, I don't. I yeah, I don't know this one. Early-ish, youngish, young, young, twenty-five. I need something from Kevin. To Collins, smart, 26. twenty-five. Twenty-seven. Tommy McNamara. Twenty-eight. Thirty-one. Ooh, I thought he was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. All right, so on 17, you're at 48. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that's, you're, that's less than three per. That's not bad. Not bad. If that's, the, uh, if that's what par that's bo- was. That's, that's bogey golf. You're out here drinking and bogey golfing, you know? I'm having a good time. That's what it's yeah, about. What's that? I'm out here yeah, with my friends. Car, where's the cart girl? The, uh, the worst were sevens for Tommy Thompson and Rubio Rubin. And then we had a bunch of fives. Eric Zavaleta, but like who cares about that really? Uh who are Mar- the other Marco fives? Farfan got me. Bobby Wood Bobby got Wood. me. Bobby yeah. Wood, Marco Farfan. That's I had right. a I had a couple spot on, so you know, you, you get some birdies in there and some pars. Yeah. And that's exactly. a good round. You, exactly. He's those spot on keeps you coming back. Uh, exactly. Michael Michael Bradley, Kellen Rowe. Keeps you coming back. Especially the Michael Bradley one. That's one where you feel like, yeah, I thought about that, and I was like, yeah, Michael Bradley. He's 34. 34. I I know that. That's That's a fact I know. 
All right. There you go. Well done. Uh, good warm up. Good warm up. That was fun. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Just a lot of names and numbers. Hot, hot content. I'm sure the uh, people listening to this loved that. They just <laughs> could not click that 30 seconds forward back button fast yeah. enough. Yeah. Are they still doing it? Are they still doing it? All right. Uh, Colin, emails. Oh, shit. I'm doing emails. All right. Our first email today is from Pedro. Pedro says, I'm going to sound so young right now, uh, but honestly, he didn't know anything about Javier Zanetti before reading this article. He sends us an article. Um, I love that he says, I've heard his name in FIFA. We've already, you know, admitted that that's how we know multiple soccer players. Marco Farfan, one of those, I also signed with Emerson Hyman. And embarrassing that I got his age so far off, despite that. Um, but he sends us this article, and it's basically about how Zanetti is, I mean, Zanetti is an Argentinian, but he's like, aligned himself with the Zapatista separatist movement, which is a Mexican, um, I don't know, separatist working class socialist kind of deal. Um, I don't really know anything about the Zapatistas and, and politics in Mexico. So I'm not going to act like I, I really know uh, the nuances there, but uh, Pedro loves it. And, might consider watching inter matches now because of this, which for me, good. Like gives you a reason to like Syria. Um it's your in. It's your in, yeah. Uh Dan, do you have any thoughts on Zanetti? Like what do you, what is Zanetti to you? If you were Pedro is saying like he he doesn't have any concept of him previously, like who is Javier Zanetti, maybe independent of this article necessarily, but to you, like, what is the, you know, like, like players like what's Pir- the like Pirlo? We have like a narrative of Pirlo, who that is. Gattuso, sometimes good, sometimes shit. Like we have like a thing for them, what they are. What's Zanetti to you? Zanetti, I mean, beyond the fact that he just played forever and had uh, 145 caps for Argentina and played top flight soccer for 32 years <laughs> that uh, can't be true <laughs> 1992 to 2014 i mean it might be true but Isn't it also that 32 can't, years it also like can't it's wild be true, right, right? You know so I mean? he just yeah 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 he just played like he was just this absolute consistency monster playing fullback uh to me i think of him as like a That's not a modern years, fullback though it's 22 years 22 okay it confuses me when it's over the 100 that's yeah, tough it's fine 22 years uh 32 he's only 48 he, that would have been yeah that'd be really amazing can't be true uh i don't think of him as like a modern fullback that might be wrong but he he feels more like a defensive lockdown very like grinded out kind of fullback um so like wouldn't exactly he wouldn't play fullback today if he was still playing he'd be a I don't know, defensive midfielder or something where you're not asking him to get forward. You're not asking him to provide a spark. Um, but the other thing that, I, that comes to mind is that I feel like he always just like was like a shirt tucked in kind of guy, hair like really well parted, like a gentleman footballer. This is exactly, that's exactly my image of Zanetti as well. It's like, yeah, he's good and everything. And like, that's okay, fine. But also it's like, uh, I think I've seen, this maybe like a, a meme or like, I don't know where I've seen this somewhere on the internet, but like if you look at all the pictures of him, they all look the same. Like all of his twenty-two, like 
Inter. I mean, They're he just, played for Inter yeah. basically the whole time. Like he played, I don't know how many, two year, four years in in Argentina before coming over. Right. But then right. he's played Inter his whole career, and every one of his like, you know, class pictures looks the exact fucking same. And that's what I like about him is that when he was in my conscious towards the end of his career, he was a full footballer from a bygone era in his like right. shirt tucked in and the way his hair was part or whatever. And then if you look at that, it's like, yeah, cause he like literally is, he literally is that guy who played with, uh, guys who now were managers, you know, at the time, like whatever, yeah. like he played against like Rafa Benitez or someone like that, or like Ronald Koeman or whatever. Like he'd be the, Simeon, you know, he yeah, was the veteran. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's so yeah. like, if, yeah. If you, like, go back to, like, the stereotype of what, like, old Serie A was, he just fits yeah. that. He fits he it that. perfectly. Yeah, like, yeah, so it's not, like, yeah, hard-nosed, like, defensive-oriented, and just, yeah, like, shirt tucked in and Good goes point. about his business. Like, and yet that's what, like, all the, uh, like, that's what everyone thinks of when they, like, the, the perfect, like, Serie A or, like, when Serie A was, like, was great was is he fits that mold like perfectly yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and like and 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 like going off i i I don't know if this is what pedro's going up but like the like politics like hey i'm i'm fine with the player like taking a stance outside of like of of soccer or um you know standing up for what he believes in kind of thing and not just he's not just on the field to like dribble a ball or whatever he don't he wants so for sure more power to him you know like the the Marcus Rashfords or whatever it is, whatever it is, if you take a stance and that's what you, you use your, um, your popularity to, to, um, show like what you stand for and what you think is right versus what you think is wrong. All, all the power to you. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, uh, you know, 270 episodes in on being behind that stance. I think what's in, like maybe at all different here is that he's now still like, I believe a vice president at Inter or whatever. Like he's whatever front office board level kind of dude, club legend. And then I, I think has, you know, parlayed that into that level of influence. Um, but he has that level of influence, I guess, at the club level um, where he's not just like, I don't know, a former pro, like, I don't know, Thierry Henry or somebody being like, Oh yeah. Like this is what's important to me. And, and, and and whatever, like he can get, he can move things from the inter perspective. And I think that's, you know, I think we all also want clubs themselves, or we have this kind of wish that clubs themselves would have that kind of vibe too, right? Like be like, Oh, this is a club that believes in this. This is a club that supports, you know, maybe like working class people and says like, Oh, we're going to keep, ticket price is reasonable because like that's a good thing to do or whatever it is and like the idea that oh he has that level of influence in one of the top 20 clubs in the world is you know notable right yeah those are feel good story like yeah like the whole like Villarreal thing right with their semifinals where they're a working class club and to get to the Champions League semifinal was like 27 pounds to get in the door or something like that like yeah yeah, so those feel good stories are what we want to hear yeah, and, and as we will get on to later, like most teams are like have conventional asshole owners, right? So we'll get on to it. Um, all Zanetti, right. a yeah, couple of things since I pulled up his Wikipedia, worth mentioning. 
They just fit exactly into this, right? Just to, to fill it out a little bit. He was given the Ambrogino d'Oro Award by the city of Milan. I assume this is like, you know, the keys to the city, essentially, basically. Uh, Ten years before he even retired from playing. <laughs> so, like, his his social influence in the city combined with his longevity in, like, a single thing, right? Uh a global ambassador for the Special Olympics supports something called the SOS Children's Villages in Argentina. Uh, he holds the records for most Champions League appearances as the captain of a club. So, like, longevity, top of the game, like, the, the kind of guy that's a captain at a club in Italy during that time, right? It just all yeah. fits. This yeah. is, like, he's... And also the fact that he just, like, looks like the guy from the foosball set. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Yes. Yep. All right. Zanetti. There you go. He's perfect. He's perfect. Um, all right. Keevan, I'm, I'm throwing this one to you. It's from Raymond. It's the shortest email we've ever received from Raymond. I'm shocked by it. Uh, which team wins a league title first? Arsenal, Chelsea, or Manchester United? Three teams that, whatever, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you'd have been like, I don't know, whoever wins next year. But now these teams are all on the outside looking in as far as at least winning the title goes. Which one wins the title first? This is a tough one because if Ibrahimovic or like not Ibrahimovic, Abraham, like if if the sale of che- if the sale of Chelsea wasn't going on right now, I would say Chelsea. Right? They have. Yep. They yep. they won most recently. He was Roman was like willing to pour a ton of money and lose money into it. Um. So this new sale to this, uh. Los Angeles dude. It's an investment and, firm, right? Yeah, yeah, where like, and we all know the history of American owners on Premier League teams. It doesn't go well. Fans don't aren't happy about it. Um, Liverpool, your own fucking team, yeah, bro. I, I guess. But like, uh, but that they're not part of the conversation, right? It's Arsenal, Chelsea, or Man U. Man U is like guess, a complete, okay, all right. Man U is a mess right now, right? Like, it, For sure. They're yes. They're letting consultants like just collect a check while also being the the manager of the national team. They're like, they're losing to Brighton and Hove Albion 4-0 and like, so bad. Well, I mean, they've just been a mess for like 10 years now yeah, or whatever. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Like it's, it's been a long time. Arsenal, I guess is kind of on the up and up. So if I had to choose between those three, I guess I'll go Arsenal. Um, I'd like to still think Chelsea just because again, they have that like history and, I mean, they they were willing to spend money in the past. I don't know about this new ownership, so we'll we'll see. Um, but Arsenal seems to be on the up and up at this point, so I guess I'll go with them at, right now. Yeah, yeah. you want you want to say something? I mean, I my point was going to be that I'm worried about Chelsea because. As with any like investment firm, which is event- essentially, I think, what the sale boils down to, is like more than likely somebody's trying to find financial value in this investment, and that doesn't necessarily lend itself well to winning championships. It it lends itself to staying in the Premier League because it's a disaster if you don't. It it might lend itself well to staying in the Champions League as much as possible, but in terms of like actually putting competing with the kind of money that Abu Dhabi puts into Manchester city, like that's not a stable long-term smart investment. So 
I'm not sure if Chelsea's going to continue to be the type of team that we're used to seeing it be for the last uh, 20 years. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think they have, they definitely have the most talent right now, but um, like the window on that is probably two or three years. And then if they don't win in two or three years, then they're becoming, I think their future is becoming like Arsenal Spurs level spenders. Um, yep. yep. Which, so I would actually pick Manchester United out of these. Uh, timeline being like, 10 or 15 years, I don't know, because I don't think e- any of these teams are winning it anytime soon. But, like, uh, I think it's Manchester United next. Like, they will spend more because they're Manchester United. Their income is more. So it's just, like, even if they're sp- spending on the, the financial fair play, whatever, I think they get over the line one of these years. Just it's They the, are the sleeping giants. Yeah, it's the graph of, like, stupidity versus money, right? And when, when, when will they reach... Like yeah, money yeah. Tip over. money outweighs the stupidity. When yeah. will that hit? Fifteen years, just according like, to Colin. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like they roll the dice every year, and it's just like it's that's not how you should play. But like, like one of these times, maybe they just you know sign two big names right, who yeah. work really well together, and it hits, and it's a good year, and that year City's a little bit down, and they they get it. I don't think. I don't think they're doing anything good or like building in the right direction. I don't believe in the yeah. vision of the club or whatever, but I think you can get it done. It's probably more likely they win a Champions League, but um, and then Dan, wh- where do you place Carlo Ancelotti in the uh, greatest managers of this generation? Now that he, you know, is uh, going back to the Champions League finals, and clearly, you know, he wins a lot of things. Uh, I would say. He doesn't get the respect or, um, you know, we don't have kind of like a picture of like what he plays, like who he is. Like Pep has a, a narrative. Uh, Klopp. Mourinho obviously yeah. has a narrative. Klopp has a narrative. Um, but Carlo has results at a lot of different places. And smoking cigs at a, on the – Top of a yeah, he's said he's only late in his career, like late now, gotten this narrative of like or like this personality of like <laughs> don't give a fuck, you know, like whatever <laughs> thing, which is blowing on his coffee prime, and I love it. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I feel like that was the first one, maybe at least to my attention. Uh, but I, I I love that vibe. I like I'm all in on that, Carlo. Keep playing that up. But I yeah, mean, what do you think? He's had great results. He's managed at huge teams. Right. So it's kind of like the Zidane I don't, thing. It's a, it's a, I mean, except that Zidane's only managed at one team. So that like, I think I've actually said about Zidane, like I'd like to see him go to another team and just see how it fits. Like Ancelotti clearly fits at any super club. It works. So I don't know how good of a manager he actually is because he doesn't, I mean, he's often in situations where more or less, the talent is going to win games as long as they're not upset at you, as long as you put them on the field in a position where they can play. Um, the the kind of clear Everton, place where this team. is not true is Everton. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. And honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, was he good for Everton? The oh Everton are God, way yes. worse. Well, but is it just compared to this year? Was he Was he keeping them better than they... like? Does it prove that he was overperforming at Everton because of how bad Everton have been this year? Is it just in hindsight that we think of him as doing so well there? I'm. It's not clear to me. 
Uh, no, I think we liked him while he was there, and, and people were very pissed when he left um, because, I mean, the fans I thought he was doing a good job, which is, you know, fans mostly think the manager is shit, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we got to give him, like, just his consistency throughout his entire career, right? Like, I mean, we all love to talk about Mourinho, but, like, yeah, he was on fire in the beginning and then now not so much and he's crying over getting into a Europa Conference League final where <laughs> Ancelotti like wherever he goes like people flame out at big clubs right I mean we've seen it numerous times yet he doesn't so I think we got to give him some props for that I agree yeah <clears throat> I don't so, know so I mean I think he's in that sense actually maybe he's he's clearly a good manager i don't know how good of a coach he is i mean he was also good at napoli like that's not a super club for sure it's a good club it's a big club yeah not a super club fine that yeah i think he's great i mean the thing is any any manager that is going to be in the conversation for greatest manager is also mostly going to be managing at huge clubs so it's a little you know i'm now taking both sides of the argument but it's a little unfair to be like, well, we never saw him manage Aston Villa. How can we know if he's any good? It's like, of course he never did because he had Real Madrid asking him to come back. Like, <laughs> why would he go to Aston Villa? So, I mean, he's got to be right in there. I Actually, this week, maybe we'll talk about it later, but a, uh, a related but more time-sensitive, well, it's the same thing. Pep Guardiola, is he as good a manager as we thought he was? Is What is his... Uh, results say about whether he's actually a great manager he's clearly had a huge influence on the game but i don't know what's he done at manchester city that nobody else couldn't do or you know all yeah, the negatives yeah, yeah. in that sentence yeah no i i mean i think i think pep is not that great of a big game manager i think Ancelotti is like zidane is a good big game manager i think is a really good like tactical you know make the plan for the day kind of guy. Pep is a little big picture. I think his big picture is good. I think his team building is really good. I think that's like a super underrated thing. And maybe maybe I'm projecting that on him. And that like it's always been somebody in the background, like the bigger Stein guy who was, was at Barcelona with him and is at City, who's like the director of football or whatever, sporting director. Um, yeah. But I think the team building at both that Barcelona team and the Man City team where they haven't gone out and signed, they haven't gone out and broken the transfer record at any point in those places. They've just signed guys for like, you know, whatever, the 30th most expensive player of all time kind of level or whatever. Uh, but a bunch of those guys and like their batting average on those is really high. A lot of times they're guys who you don't think are that great or you don't really understand before they come and play at City and then they fit in really well. Like, yeah. I think all that kind of stuff and like getting those guys to fit in really well, I think he's really good at that and that's a hard thing. Like, most transfers don't work out. Most guys don't, whatever, you know, fit in this spe special system you want them to play this special way. And I think that also shows with how poor Barcelona has been since they he left, right? Like, uh, I mean, obviously part of it is Xavi and Iniesta being in their prime versus not being there or not being in their prime, but like Messi by himself, 
like Messi, you need to put Couldn't the right. You, you need yeah. to put the right pieces around him. That that's not like a just roll the ball out thing, um, which at the time we might have kind of thought it was. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think he's he's a fantastic manager. He's a great manager. He is not without flaws. He's not head and shoulders above everybody else. Whatever. Uh, but I think he's, I think he's top five. I think Klopp's top five. I think Ancelotti's top five. I don't know who else is in that that conversation. Active now. Yeah. Conte, Simeone. Yeah, Simeone kind of definitely. Yeah, Simeone. Simeone. Uh, AVB. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I, I'll say those four. Those four are for me: Klopp, Simeone, Pep, Ancelotti, and Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Yeah. Unai Emery. If it's just knockout. Uh, knockout Europa League style. only. Zidane, if it's just Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, they each have kind of so their own Ancelotti's style, which right in makes there. it, which makes it great, which is the kind of what we're getting at, right? Like, it's not they like. I think you touched on it, Dan, where is it management versus coaching versus tactics where like maybe yeah. Pep has the strong tactics where, but then Ancelotti, um, you know, he can manage the kind of superstars or and same with uh, Zidane, like he can manage the uh, personality of Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever it is. So like right. it's just they right. each kind of have their own little tendencies and they yeah. make it work. They make it work for themselves. Like Colin, you even touched. Like I'm not saying David Moyes is like a top five uh, manager, but I know you've touched on us in the past. Where like he takes what he has and he just makes it work, right? Like he, yeah, and he 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 uh, forms his team around what he has at his like at his fingertips. Yeah, he exactly. doesn't go out and he does like Pep can go out and buy someone or you know like he. He works team with build. his front office as well. Yeah. 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 So like, it's just, it's just, that's just the beauty of management where I think that's um, the pluses and negatives. And it's, it's fun to see them do that and work with what they have versus other player, other pep, you know, he's, he's well, it's well established that, and he even says it himself, like he's worked at the big and Ancelotti, we've talked about this, like they've worked at the big club. So if there's a, if there's a hole, they can go out and fill it. So it's just kind of those yeah. tiers of managers who uh, they're at their big clubs and they know that's their strength and they work off it. And then there's also that kind of like middle tier of managers who are also great. And they're in those kind of, they may not have those super clubs, but they do really, really, really well with what they have. Yeah. I like the idea that Moy's like, and this, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but just like it, it takes a different kind of thinking to be like, like that almost is, comes across as like very cerebral or thoughtful to be like, oh, these are the pieces I have. Let me arrange them this way. And that makes it fit. And like, I really understand the game to be able to do that. Um, but Moyes doesn't come off that way at all. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not his vibe. Whereas just, like that's the pep vibe or like some other guy's vibe is like to oh. be really thoughtful. I mean, yeah, it's like duct tape, right? Like he's just like duct taping it together. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it, it gets him, like it gets it done, but like, yeah, it's not pretty, but it, but it holds. the reality is the reality is that that's actually quite hard to do. And like yeah, it actually yeah. takes a really strong understanding of the game. So yeah, that is pretty funny. All right. Danny, you have one nobody more wants thing? To, nobody wants to talk about Mourinho. All right. We talk uh, about Mike's him too much. Here. We don't yeah. need to I know Mike's I'm not just that good of a manager. Yeah. All right. Uh we have one from Scott Angove. Scott, 
I'm going to say up front, we're only going to touch on number one. Number two, we'll try to get uh, get it straight from the horse's mouth later. Um, number one, he says, you know, we talked about some words tra- transferring between languages, so he's following up for us because he's... Crack. You know, yeah, crack. We talked about crack. And uh, we talked about crack. Because um, he, you know, uh, has... He knows about languages. His wife is going to teach me Portuguese. Um, words that move directly from one language to another without change, like au are called loan words. For examples, in English, uh, words that begin with a SK, like skull, skate, skirt, are loan words from, uh, from Old Norse 500 years ago. There you oh. go. Nothing else. No reaction that to that. Basically... That nails old Norse. It's like dudes on ice skates in skirts with skulls. <laughs> That's it. I mean, That's obviously what they gave us. Nothing yep. else. There's no like, uh, they didn't give us any like technology words. Like there's not like um, telescope. Like that the telescope doesn't start with yeah. SK, right? No. Skull. They didn't come up with that. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. Thanks, Scott. We will get on to number two uh, later. I just wanted to make sure we address the fact that we'll get on to that later. Uh, that's it for emails. Uh, SoccerThread at gmail.com. Back to you, Dan. We got, a, we got a tweet this week. It was a video of a uh, player making a slide tackle challenge, kind of pressing. I think there was a turnover in the midfield. Pressing makes a slide tackle challenge. The ball pops off the challenger's leg over the goalkeeper into the goal from midfield. Uh, really beautiful. Reminded me of uh, my good friend Goose, who in college was famous for an offensive slide tackle. Very similar kind of thing. Like, could somehow turn a slide tackle into going the other way with the other guy on the ground faster than anyone you've ever seen. Just amazing. Uh, this is not quite the same. But, Colin, I wanted your impressions. You're a man that loves a perfect game. Nil-nil. Mm. So when a defensive action results in a goal on the offensive side, not known goal. How do like just what's your reaction? How does that make you feel? I mean, I love to see an attacker uh putting in this level of of giving a shit uh about okay. about defending. Like Atta- uh, defend from the front. Defending from the front with this level of, of giving a shit. As a defender who has yelled at so many attackers to give a shit. And no one ever cared. No one, every single one of those attackers I've ever yelled at has thought, fuck this guy. Stop yelling at me. I'm so tired. It is Sunday tired. morning. I'm so tired of hearing his voice. Uh, I'll be nice to him after the game. But right now he is fucking pissing me off. Uh, <laughs> to see someone who would actually uh, like to play with me is warms my heart. I, I, I saw this too, and I forget what team it was. But I know for sure... This was some EFL championship type shit. Like people who give it, like, like you said, like, ex, like they're not there for their for their skill, right? They are there for their effort, no. and they are there to work a hard. Shit. Yeah. yeah, for giving a shit. So like, this fits perfectly into that. We're like, all right, yeah. a hard slide tackle, and it like, and it leads to a goal. And like, all right, yeah, okay, sure. Yep. This yep. is this is a championship. This happens. Yeah, this is real. It's a contract <laughs> extension. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, I I think it wasn't Bolton, but it was something. Yeah, but definitely EFL Championship for sure. Yeah, all those like the the level that that is true like only increases as you go down the English pyramid, right? Um, like what we where you stay in the professional ranks of the English pyramid. I don't know, like what if you get down to the tenth? Probably not true, but yeah, um, national league or whatever. Yeah, but 
like it's League One or League Two, whatever. And so obviously this is true when we uh, have watched Tranmere in the past. And that's why even more so it makes it so good that one of the guys who not only embodies that ethos like so well, but his name is Max Power is just so perfect. I just it, I can never get over how perfect he is for that for the yeah english pyramid yeah, or whatever for that, yeah for that it's a made-up name it's he a, it's a it should be a made-up fifa name yeah exactly and his stats are made up his like he is just oh, yeah in the same way that zanetti is the foosball player he's, max he's your power player. he's your build he's, player the build player. <laughs> he's the build a player who just pops all the power none of the precision yeah is he good at shooting well i mean he hits it hard max he power. hits it really hard he hits it max power he does everything yeah. he does with max power he's he slide tackles for goals yeah exactly <laughs> slide tackles 99 everything else is like <laughs> 20 he's got, max power has the slide tackle for goal like in his bag like he is working on that in training yeah. oh max is max is staying late from after after training just slide, slide tackling tackles. balls <laughs> Just, but with the uh, the metal dummies that they set up <laughs> yeah, to practice yeah, yeah. free kicks, he's slide tackling the metal dummies, and then and then metal dummies further down the line, so his slide tackle can curve around them into the goal or over <laughs> into the goal. <laughs> he's got them set up all Max over the field. power. <laughs> oh my god! All the all the metal dummies are bent the next morning when they yeah. come in. They're like Max, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, the equipment manager is never happy with Max. But the, the manager, you know, the manager of that club is just a former Max Power. Like, he's just oh, a yeah. 50 year old yeah, guy yeah. who used to play like Max and is just loving it. He's, he's just all like, get stuck in. Yeah, he's all get stuck in. He's just like, wear bigger shin guards. Like, let's go. <laughs> he checks to see if they've got the ankle protector cups on yeah, him before exactly. the game. Oh, like, yeah. lads. Oh, man, that's so good. Uh, on the other side of the footballing pyramid, the Champions League final is set this week. Uh, Keevan, Liverpool made it a, a little bit interesting, but in the end, ease through. Uh, I assume that you, you saw this. How do you feel about Liverpool getting back to the Champions League final? Uh, how do you feel about their uh, se- uh, semifinal appearance or their uh, you know performance? Yeah, I think that was one of those classics like, oh, we're up 2-0 and we'll just... We'll just cruise right like we're the we're up to O. We're the better team. We'll just cruise through this. And then all of a sudden a wake up call. And then it was like, Oh, actually we actually have to turn this on and we are the better yeah. team. Um I think some teams can uh I don't know, I think just Liverpool's been through a lot, right? So they and they know that their talent that they have, so they're I'm not saying that's it's easy for them to turn it on, um, uh, but like they are the better team in Villarreal, right? And they weren't like in too big of a hole. And I think halftime kind of came like right at the perfect time for them. Um, Klopp's been known to like kind of make make the proper adjustments at halftime or, you know, whatever the the motivating speech that he that he's able to do. Um, so they're able to, to turn that around. I'm excited to see the kind of like Liverpool versus Madrid rematch rematch right the last time Mo Salah went down like immediately he even tweeted about oh, that's it like, right he is ready for this this rematch so I think it's going to be 
exciting. I, I think it's not going to be as like, everyone's like, oh, Liverpool's the better team. I mean, Real Madrid, they are not a slouch. They, like, they're champions, right? And they've, they have the pedigree and they know how to win a Champions League. And they have Carlo Ancelotti, which we've talked about for the last 25 minutes on this pod. So um, I'm excited. I hope it's, they kind of get out of that caginess in the beginning that finals happen might have to do with like two really good teams. Uh, so I'm excited. I mean, you can't, if this is like what we asked yeah. for, right? I don't think anyone wanted to see like a Man City versus Liverpool final just because like we've seen that, that game happen so often and we're, and we're going to see it again at, at some point. So just seeing the, like the two big, like a Spanish, the Liga versus the Premier League, who is the better league team and all that's nonsense that comes along with it i'm excited and it's gonna and like they both play like attacking football right like benzema is fun to watch they have you have Mane, you have salah you have like all the big names this is like what champions league was created for so and the fact that like the final kind of keyed up to that is something i'm looking forward to yeah i was gonna say the thing that's surprising to me at all from this final is you touched on it already. It's like the rematch is it's a four years ago rematch, which makes you think, uh, at least for me, like whenever people talk about that in other leagues as well, not or in other sports as well, I'm always like, like whatever it's, if it's five years ago or 10 years ago, whatever, like it matters to the fans, but not the players. Like the players are different. Um, and even if they're the same players, like they're at different stages in their career, the manager's different, blah, 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 whatever. This is like shockingly, these teams have are fairly yeah. similar, right? I just yeah. pulled up the who started in, in that um, in that final. And yeah, it's Salah, Firmino, Mane, Henderson, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, Van Dyke, you know, Klopp's the manager. And then on... Uh, Madrid side, Benzema, Isco, Casemiro, Cruz, Modric, uh, Carvajal. Like, those guys will all be there. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, Nacho coming off the bench played a lot. Uh, Marco Asensio. I don't – it's just – I mean, Gareth Bale did have the, a big role in that game. But I just think there's like – Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos, Ramos also a big role. Is, is, is the one who's not there. But, like, uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool, like, to get the rematch. It's not so much yeah. the rematch, right? Like, we, like Keaton was saying, we get tired of seeing City play Liverpool, or I've always said, like, Madrid playing Barcelona at this time of year. Like, they play each other five times this time of year, or whatever, in the Copa del Rey final, and then this, and then this, and then this. But, um, you know, Liverpool versus Madrid, like for another Champions League final. I think that's that's good. That's spicy. I like it. I like the drama. It's not, it's not a rivalry, but like they have history, which is you know adds yeah. to the yeah. to the plot. That's how you make a rivalry, right? So yeah, and I mean, you often hear they there are a lot of games that try to hype themselves up as being like, oh, it's the Champions League final rematch, but it's actually in the like. You know, it's in a preseason tournament, so it doesn't matter. Or it's in the group stage, so it's like it just doesn't have that bite. But to actually have it set back up in the Champions League final again is so nice. Yeah. It's very good. 
that's so on the other side, Real Madrid with a crazy comeback against Manchester City, uh, scoring twice in the final what five minutes of regular time and then taking it to uh, twice, extra time, like twice in the final. Like I think they scored in the ninetieth and ninety first. Yep. Yeah. So late that fans of Real Madrid were trying to get back in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I great. love that. Good stuff. Uh, Real Madrid. So, I mean, we talked about Pep a little bit, I guess. Uh, really not. I don't know. That's bad. It's bad. Uh, I'm not sure what to say about it, except that you really have to to wonder what happens there. It happens, I guess. But like. Hey. Wasn't it? He broke the record for manager who's lost the most times in semifinals or something along those lines. Champions. You got to be in a lot of semifinals to lose in a lot of semifinals. You also have to tinker a lot to lose a lot of semifinals. Yeah. Whether (laughs) that means you, uh, you just, maybe you're just managing super clubs a lot, but um, I don't know. I I also thought like these goals were pretty good goals. Um, So it wasn't like, uh, there were massive mistakes or I don't know. I shit you were blamed the manager for it. It was just like, it happened to be, they had some nice moments of brilliance in crazy times. Right. You see it. Like, I, I, I don't know. Obviously there's probably a manager who closes that game out, who makes some smart substitution or whatever that closes the game out and does a better job than Pep. And then city are in the final. But I think you got to give a little bit more to Madrid than just like talk shit about Pep here. The ben- okay. First so, of all, the Benzema, the Benzema cutback for me, where he like cushions yeah, his ball. Yeah. That's like a, such a tough ball to receive, and he puts it on a platter. Uh, he, I don't know the age game on Benzema. He's not young. How he doesn't tear his hamstring doing that, and yet, you know, touch it just right is. Very impressive. He's very he's so good. He's so underrated. That and also that's the part of his game probably that like is the best part of his game, I think. You know, that like it's like bringing people in. This, yeah, the center striker who brings in Ronaldo, yeah. right? Like that's why he was always there. So Okay, Kevin, how old's Benzema? Thirty one. Older. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh Madrid scored in the 96th minute to get past Chelsea in the quarterfinals uh, and actually the 80th minute before that. So it wasn't two in the last two minutes. It was two in the last 16. Um, in the, what, going back even further, they've they've been like doing this in dramatic fashion all the way through this year. Uh, there's something about them that feels like there's a little bit of destiny in it. Does that make you worried, Kevin? Uh, no. I mean, it's, that's almost like, uh, what was that, like two years ago where Ajax kind of had that feeling, right? Where they had a lot of dramatic wins and they didn't quite make it that far. But, like, they also had Spurs, the kinda, too. They kind of had the, yeah, Spurs. They had the minnows look to it where, like, I, I mean, Real Madrid is really that, like, yes, minnows, they're, yeah. they're winning dramatically, but, like, <laughs> It's real, like they have the most titles in Champions League history, right? So, like, I don't think it's like magic. It's not necessarily magic. It's just it. It is what it is. I mean, 
They came back from 2-0 down in the second half of the second leg against PSG, scored three, Benzema hat-trick to go through. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, They've been, I mean, maybe, maybe you just say they've only got one leg to do it here. They're going to lose. They need a second (laughs) half of a second leg. They're not going to even get there. Uh, I mean, you have Modric, what what game was that, where he had that, like, crazy... uh, assist i forget it's a psg or whatever and then like even even this last one or in the first leg where like uh what's his name had that run like all the way through for that for that huge goal and then even just just like the either the game winner or the tying one was like a really really good cross that like you wouldn't have thought he could do it but like he turned i forget who it was but he like turned his hips just like crazy in the, in order to get I the think cross that's in. the first goal. Was that the first goal. one? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's like I don't. I mean, just they have the players for it, and I wouldn't really necessarily call it magic. I mean, when you have your Real Madrid and you have top class players, they're gonna show up in top class moments when you need them to. So. But yeah, I mean that's true. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm just I've been singing Benzema's praises, saying he's underrated, et cetera, et cetera. But aren't Liverpool big favorites here? Like. Take off your, like, uh, you know, trying to talk good about the opposition so that you're not saying... Anti-jinxing yourself. And, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I would say like, big favorites, but yeah, sure. You can call them favorites if you want. But, like, I think it, no, no one's going to be like, oh, like, Madrid pulled this out of a hat that they won. You know what I mean? So I think it's just... Yes, it's It's two heavyweights going at each other, which, which I mentioned earlier is, like, that's what I'm excited about, and that's, that's what, what you I, want. That's, that's what yeah, you want. that's what yeah. that's what you want at Champions League. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very good. So that is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, can't wait for that. Should be very good. Uh, we're pretty long. Do we want to get into Premier League? I know you guys. Not really. You know, relegation battle. No, Burnley no. lost. I mean, we should. Burnley lost. Yeah. I'll, I'll say go. one thing though. Like being. Say it. Being in a relegation battle is very interesting as like a fan of a team that's in that. So like you're, I mentioned this earlier. I watched, I've watched way too many Burnley games for my like my well being. I guess like for I've your, watched yeah. too many Burnley <laughs> games. I've watched, I've watched like I've watched a lot of low end Premier League games, which is like pretty crazy. <laughs> and like I don't know, I, I've enjoyed it, but like it just it's very different from like a top four battle or like right now you have, I mean, even to win, it's just Liverpool versus Man City or now it's Arsenal versus Spurs for that final four. Um, yep. But like relegation, you're I'm watching Burnley every week, Everton every week, Leeds every week, it, Watford before, now they're done. Watford's like, kind of out, watching, yeah. But, I was yeah. watching Watford every week, Norwich every week. Like every single day in every single time slot, there was some sort of game that I was interested in. So like directly rele- affected your team too. Yeah. I am not happy to be in the relegation battle. I will tell you that. However, it is interesting as a fan because I've ended up being interested in so many more games than what I'm used to. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it is worth mentioning Liverpool drew with Tottenham today. So there's your points dropped. Uh, they were already behind, but now, uh, Manchester city play tomorrow. Uh, and as 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 you have said, Colin, you know, right, so it's, it's not over, clear right? where City drop points. That goes, my, games, that goes to my four, point. Is it four now winnable games? Title title game title uh, race is is over. 
go to the relegation. Welcome to the relegation, boys. Uh, <laughs> Burnley. Root against Burnley. I think there's a twist. Root against Burnley. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right. That's a run order. Anything else? It's good for me. We're good. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Thanks Cliff. Cliff. probably told the story on the podcast about trying to order a brandy old fashioned out here and they were they had to come back to the table like three times to be like the the bartender said what can you and i was like in the end like i I don't think i ended up getting it i was like it's fine never mind just it's not after this you guys have your whole saturday saturday night in front of you a laughable proposition oh my god after this will be midnight it's I'm I'm lucky if I get to bed before midnight, and I'll be up at five. I will be up at five tomorrow morning. One hundred percent chance. I will be up at five. So, I have sole rights to uh, New Glarus Brewing in Oregon. So, in honor of the Wisconsin Boys podcast this evening, I'll have some. Whatever. Don't even care. Honestly. All right. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Don't give a fuck.